Good stuff. Hey, well, this morning is part two on our series of Multiply. And I'm believing that as we engage with the season of Multiply and as we engage with God and our faith, we will see Him bring the increase that only He can bring. That's what I'm believing God for, and that's what I trust you'll receive in your hearts as we go through this series is a real sense of believing God that He is able to bring about increase. Increase in the area of our ability and opportunity to reach people with the truth of Jesus Christ. Wouldn't you love to fill this room time and time again with people who would engage in worship like we just had? People who have come to know the truth of who Jesus really is. I'm praying this would be a time we'd be able to recognize that God moved and would result in us being left amazed once again at the goodness of God. That through the season of Multiply, even through our giving campaign, but the result of it, not the giving itself, the result of it would lead us to go, wow, God has been good to us again. I pray that as you read through this flyer, On Multiply, I trust you've received one. If you haven't received one of these, you can get one out at the Multiply station today. But I pray that as you would read through that, as you would listen to the preaching, that it would engage your heart, your mind, and it would also build your faith to really trust in God for a greater level of increase through your life. When I speak of greater increase, I'm talking of increase of the kingdom of God through your life increase of influence, that you would have an opportunity to be a blessing in other people's lives, to have increased impact on the people around you. Wherever God's placed you, whatever sphere that God has put you in, you would have increased impact on their lives and increased opportunities to share the truth of who Jesus really is. It's my heart and prayer is that we would all engage with God over this year's vision. And one of the ways that we engage God is through prayer. And uh, this coming Thursday, I'm asking you as the church to join us as a staff in a day of prayer and fasting. In fact, the staff are going to do three days from Tuesday through to Thursday, and you're welcome to be part of that. But I'm asking the church to pray and fast this coming Thursday and to set aside meal times during the day to pray and seek God. Now, if you cannot go without food for any reason, or because you have a physical job where it's dangerous to not eat food, or you're on medication, or some other reason, perhaps you could go without coffee, or perhaps you could go without social media, and instead, (laughs) something you can say no to. (laughs) I've touched a sacred cow when I mentioned that. Uh, And instead, spend some time in prayer. So some of you drink coffee more than you eat. So God could expect a lot of prayer from you on that day. I'm going to email out some prayer points this coming week to give us some direction into what we're really praying for. It's my heart that this is so much more than a giving campaign. It's so much more than just engaging our wallets and asking God, God, how much money should we give? It's more than that. It's God, we're believing and trusting in you for the increase that only you can bring. And we want to pray, and when we pray... Not only do we speak to God, but God speaks to us. And I believe that prayer meeting is a key moment for us to have a moment together to say, God, we want to ask for you to move, but we also want you to speak into our lives. So that's this coming 
Thursday. And we will meet here at Levita. What time is it again? 6.30 to 7.30. And, uh, and then you can go after that and you can break the fast with whoever you like. Uh, and that will be really, really cool. So multiply. Multiply means to increase the number, quantity, to become greater, increase growth in size, amount, or intensity. Multiply. Last week we looked at the parable Jesus told us in Matthew 25 of the three servants who were each trusted by the master with bags of gold. One with one bag of gold, another with two, and a third with five bags of gold. Both the servants with two bags and five bags put their trust and put their gold to work immediately and saw multiplication. The third buried his gold and maintained what he had and in the end saw no increase or reward. The first two, because of their faithfulness, in the end were trusted with much more. In their faithfulness, they saw the master trust them with a greater level of increase. Now, as I ponder that parable, as I've pondered it this week, I look with eyes of faith, and I see that if we as a church and you as an individual can continue to be faithful to God with what we have, we talked about what has God placed in your hand, if we'll be faithful with what we have, that the master will continue to trust us with greater levels of increase. That could be increase in finance, but it could be an increase in influence or increase in favor, or an increase in responsibility, and in reality, actually, probably an increase in all of those particular things. See, the master rewards faithfulness with increase, and we believe as a church, as we are faithful and continue to do so, we will also continue to see greater levels of increase. We want to expand the reach of God's kingdom, not just the reach of our own. We want the motive for increase to be about the furthering of Christ's kingdom. Did you catch that one? The motive for increase is not to make us feel more important or more special. The motive for increase is to expand God's kingdom and his influence and his reach into the world. That's a good motive to carry. When we carry that motivation in our hearts, we can guarantee increase. Because God wants to reach every single person on planet earth with the truth of who he is. So that's the kingdom increase we're believing for as we move through the series towards our giving on the 17th of June. I want you to ponder that thought. I want you to spend some time. That's why this prayer meeting becomes really important. To allow the desire for the expansion of God's kingdom to become the motive of our heart. We are so often battling with personal motive. I don't know about you, but I do. I have to face personal ambition and personal motive. And the way that I receive God's motive is moments like this prayer meeting, where I set my heart before God and say, God, speak into my life, because we want to have a pure and right motive for why we step out and expand. We've got to get God's heart on this stuff. So I'm encouraging you, ponder the expansion of God's kingdom, not just in this prayer meeting, but in your personal prayer. Ask God, God, show me and give me a heart that's motivated by the expansion of your kingdom. Multiply is not about us increasing, as I say, just for our own gain, but for the advancement of his kingdom, with a deep desire 
that people would find the truth of who Jesus really is. Now, the end result, this is just like God for you, is that we get blessed along the way. But the motive of our heart is about others. We've always preached it in this church. We'll always preach it in this church. Blessed to be a blessing. Our focus is on other people. We love our church. We'll keep loving you. We'll keep being together. But at the same time, our motive is that there are people right now who are not with us, who don't know Jesus, and we need to have a focus on reaching out to them. Is that okay? If we can truly get that in our hearts, when it comes to our giving this year, then it's not just about giving to my local church, but it's actually about reaching others. And the vehicle we use for increase and to increase that reach is the local church. Ponder it. Next few weeks. And I promise as you do that, it'll become revelation for you and your giving will be much more enjoyable. Who wants to enjoy their giving? You don't just want to endure your giving, do you? Sometimes we endure it, but I reckon it's something to be enjoyed. And when you read through Scripture, you see it's something to truly enjoy, but it takes revelation. So ponder it. Here's the word to ponder. To think, reflect, consider, contemplate, mull, weigh, ruminate, deliberate, meditate about something, to weigh in the mind with thoroughness and carefully for a long time especially before making or reaching a decision or a conclusion. Is that good? Ponder. I like the way it in your mind. Take it in your mind. Think it through. Ponder on the truth of it. Weigh on it. Allow it to speak to you. Think through what is it we're trying to achieve. Don't make a snap decision because you'll probably in the end make a wrong decision. But wait on it. Allow it to settle in your mind and in your heart. Well, this week I want us to look at John chapter 6. That's a story you will know well if you've been raised in the church. It's the account where Jesus feeds the 5,000. But it's actually also a story of a little boy who feeds 5,000 by providing the seed of the multiplication. And we're going to read from John chapter 6, verse 1 through 14. And then we're really going to get down to preaching. How's that sound? Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, it would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they'd all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with, pieces, with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. After the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, surely this is the prophet who has come into the world. It's a great story or a great account 
of a miracle that took place. And we see here that Jesus had just sat down with his disciples when he looks up and sees a large crowd coming his way. The Bible says it was just before the Jewish Passover festival, which simply tells us there was a large crowd that would have been full of many who had gathered from northern Galilee in preparation for the pilgrimage to Jerusalem for Passover. Now, we know it's a large crowd. It's recorded for us that it was estimated around 5,000 men and likely included women and children as well. Immediately, we see Jesus' remarks as he sees the crowd. In verse 5, he says to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? Immediately, Jesus has a vision And we read in the Matthew's account, driven by compassion for the crowd, that he has a heart to feed them. Now, for the disciples, I can imagine it seemed unreasonable and unnatural to even consider feeding this crowd. Can you imagine? They just sat down with Jesus. It's like we're finally taking a load off our feet. We're sitting down, and now Jesus is considering a mammoth vision of somehow feeding this crowd of people. Can I just pause for one moment and say this? When God gives vision, it often feels unreasonable. You see this throughout the Bible, and we've touched on it over the weeks, but it was unreasonable for God to ask Abraham in the Bible to sacrifice his son Isaac, and yet somehow Abraham obeys God, and in the end, God provides a substitute to be sacrificed. But when Abraham set out in obedience to God, he didn't know the end result. He didn't know any of the details. God said, go to a place I will show you. Take your son Isaac where you will sacrifice him. And somehow Abraham sets off in obedience to God. It was not reasonable for God to ask Abraham to sacrifice his son. But Abraham trusted God with the unreasonable because of the revelation he had of the goodness and faithfulness of God. And his obedience to the unreasonable because of revelation, Hebrews tells us, was credited to him as righteousness, and he became the father of many. More than the stars in the sky shall your descendants be. Now, in the story of the feeding of the 5,000, what Jesus asked of Philip was seemingly unreasonable. And Philip's answer, I love this about Philip, is one of calculating the cost associated with such a large vision. He he, he goes straight into the mechanics of the finance, of the cost, of what it would take to feed these people. He sees Jesus' vision and he thinks, that's almost impossible. Philip, though he is practical, is unimaginative and can only provide Jesus with the stats as to why it cannot be done. It would take more than a half a year's wages. He calculated it would cost likely 200 denarii each. Denarii was worth about 17 cents, which was a day's wage for an unskilled laborer or soldier. So they were looking at about eight months' wages, and even then, he says, it will only be enough for everyone to have a bite. Although his stats were accurate, they only worked in the realm of reason which says what you are believing for, Jesus, is actually impossible. It it can't be done today. Uh, We're not going to be able to achieve what you're asking us to achieve. We'd like to be able to do it, but it's about eight months' worth of wages, and then people will only get a bite. When we as a church go to two locations 
some of the requirements on volunteers will seem unreasonable. The resource it requires and the finance it takes seems unreasonable. And that is why we need more than just reason, but we need the revelation. That is why we're talking about ponder the revelation of why we want to go to two locations. Ponder the reason and the revelation, sorry, of why we want to reach out and expand the reach of God's kingdom. To be a church that will have vision to multiply, we won't win if we only operate in the realm of reason. But we need each to receive a revelation. Our prayer is it's not for one or two to have a revelation and everybody else follow along. My heart is, and this is why prayer meeting becomes important, is that each of us would position ourselves to receive a revelation from God as to the why we're stepping out the way we are. Reason gives us the important structure, and revelation gives us the strength to keep going when the going gets tough. The worship team to serve in two locations won't be sustainable in only the realm of reason, but in the realm of revelation. When I understand what we're wanting to achieve and why we're doing what we do, even when it costs me more energy and more time, because of the why, I am willing to go the extra mile. The why we are doing this makes it totally possible. The church and people God is building are a people who operate from revelation of who God is and the mission that he's given to his church. When was the last time you responded to God in the unreasonable? Maybe this year the giving God is requiring of you is unreasonable. Now the weapon God has given us to overcome the unreasonable is revelation. Not what we are doing, but why we are doing it. And Jesus is testing his disciples in the realm of reason, and Philip fails that particular test. Jesus' vision to feed these people is too much for Philip to get his head around, and Jesus knows the vision is not something you can ever get your head around. So Andrew has a go. I love this. Andrew has a go, and he's more positive and even more helpful in the presentation of the little boy with the five loaves and two fish. Andrew finds a little boy. I don't know if the little boy volunteered his lunch, but I do know that Andrew presents a little boy with a lunch to Jesus and says, well, here's five loaves and two fish. And it's like he's almost there. It's like he's almost got a revelation of what Jesus would be able to do. He makes a great start towards revelation, but then he doubts the validity of his own solution. Andrew goes, but how far will it really go? Well, here's a provision, but how far will it really go? And Andrew is like many of us. What will my little bit do? How far will it really go? Well, if you never give it or never present it, you'll never truly know. And we often doubt the validity of what we are able to give or what we are able to do because we look at it with eyes in the natural and think it's just too little. It's just too small. And that's why revelation of who God is and what he is able to do is so vitally important. We do this in our lives all the time. I really don't have much to offer. And that mindset in your career or family or coaching role will block an opportunity for what you have to be the answer to other people's lives. 
But at least Andrew presented what seemed insignificant to him. We have to trust that God can do a miracle with what appears to be insignificant and that he can cause multiplication and growth out of the smallest things we have. Are you with me this morning? Because you can look at what you have in your hand and think, it isn't very much, so I won't even bother making the effort to present it to God in the first place. And God looks at the very same thing you have and says, if you would give that to me, I can do a miracle with it. God sees the provision that he's put in your hand completely differently from how you see it. It's why you need a revelation that though it seems small, God is able to do something great with it if you have a revelation of who he is and what he can do. And if you can have a revelation that God can take the seemingly insignificant things of your life and do something significant with it. But here's where the story and the account transitions, and I love this, it's important. Then Jesus brings order to things. He says, have the people sit down. And Jesus begins to bring order to the proceedings because order is important. Planning is important. Process is important. And Jesus organizes the people ready for the miracle. It's not just the revelation. It's the process and it's the order. And I'm not saying I'm belittling the what we do because what we do is really important. And Jesus himself in the midst of revelation and in the midst of a miracle brings order to the entire thing. And I love that about Jesus. He sets the people up for the miracle to be able to take place. Now we have planned our giving this year. We've ordered it. We've organized it. We are putting order and planning into the Selwyn plant. Getting ready for what we believe will be a miracle from God that only he can do. But the order and the process and the planning become really important. And after Jesus has brought order to it, he set up for the miracle. Jesus then takes the bread and he gives thanks as he begins to break the bread. For us, that happens on June the 17th. When we present our offerings to God, we will also give thanks. That's why we call it a Thanksgiving faith offering. It's not, we don't call it the miracle offering. The miracle comes when God puts his touch on it. We call it Thanksgiving faith offering. In faith, we present our offering, giving thanks and believing God that he will bring the increase. That's on that Sunday. And so Jesus gives thanks, and gives thanks, and then he, he breaks the bread and he distributes it to those who were seated. And the Bible says, as much as they wanted. In other words, Philip, they're not only going to get a bite in God's economy. It's not just going to be a mouthful. There's going to be plenty to go around. In fact, the people will get as much as they actually want. But the multiplication happened as Jesus passed out the bread. When he gave thanks, it didn't miraculously appear in the back of trucks. There wasn't mountains of bread and mountains of fish. I don't know if you can picture that at all, but it wasn't like Jesus gave thanks and prayed, and then all of a sudden... All of what they needed was before them. And everybody could see an instant miracle where everything was laid out. It wasn't like that. It was as Jesus applied his faith and trust in his Father. And he passed out the bread that the increase began to come. As he broke bread and handed it to this disciple. And he went and handed it. The multiplication began 
to happen. It wasn't all present at the beginning. It was the activity of faith. It was the action of passing it out, of giving it out that the multiplication actually happened. It all passed through Jesus, through the disciples, and out to the people. And there was plenty for everyone. It's as we step out in faith, as a church in our giving and in our increased serving, that the multiplication will begin to happen. As I was preparing this message, I felt that God is waiting with fresh revelation for many of us here today. Maybe we've been operating only in the realm of reason without a fresh sense of revelation. Now listen, that's the place we spend most of our life in and most of our time in. We need reason. Are you hearing me? We need practical steps and concrete planning and order in our lives. But we need revelation to truly fuel our faith. It's both. And I felt when I was preparing God speaking and saying, you know, I want to give fresh revelation. And I, I just simply encourage you to have the faith to say and dare to say to God, God, I open my heart. I open my mind. I want you to speak something fresh into my life in this season. God wants you to see that your job where he's placed you, not only from the realm of reason, this is where I go to get my money so I can live. And church is where I do my ministry. But I feel like God wants you to get a fresh revelation that your workplace is where he has placed you with a purpose. And he wants to work through you and bless you to reach other people with hope in their lives. For some of you, he's placed dreams in your heart. As you look at those dreams, they seem unreasonable. I don't know what God is birthing in you or God has breathed into you or what your dream is in your life. But I can promise you there will be a touch of the unreasonable about what God asks of you. I've learned this in my own life. It's not always reasonable what God asks us to do. It's why we need the sustainability of revelation. That if God speaks something into being, he also promises that he will be with you. And I trust God. If it's God and he speaks, he'll also resource it. Because it's his idea. And it's his plan. I feel like that some of you have dreams and there might be a touch of the unreasonable and you need a fresh revelation of what God is able to do. God, how can you ask me to do that? God, how can you ask us to reach it? How can you ask us to go for more? How can we, why is this not enough? We need to hear from God a fresh sense of revelation. Some of you, what God is asking for as the team comes back, it, it does seem unreasonable. And today my prayer is that you would receive a fresh revelation like Abraham did. The faithfulness of God. And that again, you would just say to God, God, I put my trust completely in you. God, if you speak to me, I trust you. God, if you put a dream in my heart, and I know it's you, God, I'll trust you. God, for our church, if you're asking us to reach out and stretch out and go for more, then God, I will trust you. And God, we will be obedient. And you'd receive again that sense of God is with us. God is with you. If you're in need of a fresh revelation, talk to God about it. Open your heart to him and allow him to speak to you with fresh revelation without the fear of what God might say. 
this is a big one for me, is if I open my heart, I open my mind, and I ask God to speak, what will he say? And I know that it will probably take me out of my comfort zone, and it will take me probably out of the realm of reason. But you know the reality is that's most of our stories in this room today. The reason you have a relationship with Jesus is he took you out of the realm of reason and the realm of the comfortable or the known because he wanted to reach your heart and reach your life. And that's been my story all the way through. Every breakthrough that I've ever had in God has been uncomfortable. It's taken pain or process. And that's the journey of growth and the journey of breakthrough. And I know many of us have that testimony that Often when God touches something in your life where he speaks to you about, hey, we need to change this, it's painful. It's not easy. And that's why we desperately have to have the revelation that God is good and God is loving and God is caring and God is able. And we have to trust him. But if it's just in the realm of reason, it's going to feel too much. It could feel too difficult. And often the enemy will battle us in the realm of reason. Don't do that. You don't need that breakthrough. You'll find the way you are. Don't give to that. You don't need to give to that. And the devil begins to battle us in the realm of reason. That's why God takes us to the realm of revelation, because the why sustains us. The why helps our faith to stay motivated to trust God. And that's a lifelong journey, is it not? We're never there yet. We're a lifelong journey of discipleship and transformation. And so God just wants you to have a fresh sense that he's with you that he loves you, that he cares about you, that he desires breakthrough for you. And he will be with you and he will see it through. So we need that revelation. Come to prayer meeting this Thursday. I encourage you to do that. Where we'll create room for God to speak to us about the vision of multiply. Would you stand with me as I pray this morning? Would you just open your hearts to him in this moment? Whatever that looks like for you. Maybe it's closing your eyes. Maybe you want to stay seated. That's fine too. Maybe it's lifting your hands. Just posture yourself in this moment. Look to the Lord as we pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you so much that you are able to use the seemingly insignificant things as well as the significant things in our lives to bring about increase for the sake of the advancement of your kingdom. Lord, we know that you're always speaking to us. And Lord, we open our hearts to you again and we say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. God, as we pick up the word again, begin to read scripture, I pray for renewed faith and that we would receive fresh revelation. As we gather and pray, or when we have personal time with you in prayer, that God, we would clearly hear your voice. Lord, as we sing and worship together, would you deposit a fresh increase of faith for us all as we look forward and look towards the future? We thank you that as we worship, it renews our perspective of how big and good you really are you really are, how able you really are, how loving you truly are, how engaged in our lives you really are, how committed to our growth, 
and our increase. You really are. Father, I pray that in this season, as we walk and trust you and believe you for multiplication, God, as we say we want to step out even into two locations, Lord, as you put dreams in people's hearts, God, as you speak to them about what multiplication looks like in their lives, families, workplaces, sports teams, wherever you've put them, I pray, God, give us an increased measure of faith for this season. God, it's about trusting you to bring the increase. Lord, there are many in this room right now who look at what they have and they only see the insignificant. But I pray they would take their eyes off of their resource and put their eyes on you. That God, you are able to bring the increase if we'll just present the offering. Father, I pray today, Lord, you would speak to every heart. Even now, Lord, I just release that sense of fresh revelation. Would you just reveal again to our lives, like you did with Abraham, we would have that revelation that you are good and you are faithful and you are with us wherever we go. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, as we worship now, help us again to have a fresh perspective of the bigness of our God, the faithfulness and love and care of our God. In Jesus' name we pray.